So I want to have a conversation, get an update for you. And I think it's been probably a year, if I had to guess. At least, maybe even longer. Um, you ever heard that saying, if the bees die, we die? You probably have. It became sort of a thing that I think we started to talk more about in recent years because uh, it's true. You know, they are the chief pollinator of our crops, pretty much essential for food production. Uh, and they're under intense pressure. And that's why they sort of came to light. And that's why we started hearing that saying. And uh, we haven't talked about it in a while, but I think it's still bad. Last year, 2022, it's estimated that almost half of the bees on the prairies just vanished, just disappeared, um, largely because of... I think it's pronounced varroa mite. We'll find out for sure. It's a, it's a bit of a problem, but there's all kinds of work being done now. A pest control company, yeah, is teaming up with the University of Guelph in an effort to save the bees. There's a lot going on in this world. Uh, and a lot of that work is being done at the Honey Bee Research Center in Guelph, Ontario. So to find out where we are, what the situation is and how bad it is, we're going to speak with the guy who runs the Honey Bee Center in Guelph. Paul Kelly is the manager, and he joins us now. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, happy to be here, Shane. Let's start with the state of the bee population. Where are we? Are we still seeing signs of trouble? Because I know things got pretty dire for a while there. Yeah, last uh, spring, uh, beekeepers opened up their hives with uh, some shocking news that uh, half the hives right across Canada. So you mentioned in the prairies, but that it happened through the rest of Canada too. We lost half of our bees over the winter. So it's a big problem uh, when beekeepers uh, can rebuild, but it, it takes time. So we're still getting over that. And we had further losses last winter too. Is it the mite? How do you pronounce it? Is it Varroa mite? Yeah, um, it used to be Varroa jacobsoni, but then it was determined it was uh, the one that we have is a slightly different species. And so about 15 years ago, the name was changed to Varroa destructor. So by the name destructor, you know it's pretty bad. Uh, these mites are uh, fairly large relative to a bee. Uh, they poke a hole in the bee. They feed on their, their blood which is called hemolymph, and their uh, protein reserves. They shorten the bee's lifespan by 50%. They vector in virus. They shut down the bee's immune system. So they're really they're a very serious problem for us. Um, is there any way we can stop it? What kind of work's being done around that? Well, there's a lot of different ways of uh, controlling for mites, but... Uh, let's talk first a bit about the uh, why it was such a big problem in the spring of uh, 22. Uh, we'd had a really good winter. Bees had actually done very well, but we had a very early spring. So part of the problem is kind of wonky weather. Uh, we had this super early spring, which meant the colonies uh, developed quickly, and that gave the mite an advantage because they developed on reproducing bees. So the more bees are reproducing, the more the mites are reproducing. Oh and because it started so early in the year, the mite populations peaked much earlier than usual. And so it was difficult for beekeepers to deal with because it was just a little bit out of the normal kind of cycle. But, uh, yeah, there's a number of things that we can do to control the mites. Okay, so that that's positive. There's work being done there. What about us on a personal level? Like, I actually know people who've set up beehives in their backyard because they were worried about bees and wanted to help. I mean, are there things that we can do as homeowners and just, you know, people who have an interest in this? 
Well, um, getting into beekeeping is really just one side of things, and it, it's not that that in and of itself fixes the problems. Uh, it does mean that there's maybe a few more hives out there to provide pollination. Uh, but uh, part of it is education. Uh, when there's more people interested in an activity, there's more education provided. And so that's something we do a lot of here. We teach a lot of people about beekeeping, and we uh, do a lot of it through our YouTube channel. We have over 70 videos breaking beekeeping down into simple chunks. But not beekeeping isn't for everybody. Uh, what we should be thinking of also is the plants that uh, bees require. Uh, and not, it's not just garden plants, the trees, shrubs, uh, uh, ground covers. There's a lot of uh, opportunities to get good forage out there for bees. And it's not just honeybees that we need to be concerned with. There's uh, native bees that are very valuable for pollinating native plants. Honeybees are really important for human food production. 80% of the pollination done for human food is done by honeybees alone. And that uh, accounts for about a third of the food that we eat. And it's a good nutritious food. Fruits, nuts, seeds, berries, vegetables. Uh, a lot of these really good foods that we eat, we wouldn't have without honeybees providing the pollination. Yeah, exactly, right? It's essential. What about this partnership with the pest control company? It kind of makes sense. I mean, that's where you're going to have a lot of um, interaction with insects happening, right? So, I mean, what kind of work's being done around there? Well, um, Able uh, Pest Control uh, did jump on board to help us out a number of years back, uh, they, partly because they were getting a lot of calls from people that had bees or wasps or bumblebees or hornets on their property and they were concerned with them and wanted to eliminate them. So they, pest control companies get called in in these situations and in some cases it's honeybees that have moved into like hollow wall cavities or into a hollow tree nearby. Uh, in a lot of cases it's wasps and hornets. So first, the first thing is to figure out what you're dealing with. Uh, but the pest control companies do not like to kill honeybees, obviously. And so we've uh, worked with them to uh, make sure that they can connect with local beekeepers that can come and help out r removing bees where that's necessary and keeping those bees alive. And the pest control companies, uh, especially able have do some of that themselves, remove the live collies so that they can be kept alive. Um, so we've been working together with them uh, from that standpoint, but they've uh, jumped on board to fund some of the research that we do. And right now they're providing some of the funding that we need for breeding bees to have resistance to this parasitic mite called Varroa Destructor. That would be great. Yeah, it's uh, the long-term goal is yeah. to make sure our bees are resistant to them. And these mites came from a different part of the world, and the bees there in South Asia uh, have evolved to have resistance mechanisms to fight off the mites, and so we're trying to breed for those same mechanisms in the bees that we have here. Awesome. Paul, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you.